Well, I'm in a series called Till He Appeared. And I want to read our key verse for this series, Isaiah chapter 9. And verse number 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Come on, everybody joining me online right now, would you click the share button right now? As I read this scripture, I believe somebody on your social media is going to be impacted by this message. It says, and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And we've already talked to you about mighty God and we've talked to you about wonderful counselor. This coming up Christmas Eve on the Christmas Eve services, I'm going to talk to you about prince of peace. But today I want to zoom in and talk to you about everlasting father everlasting father and I, I love being a father uh, Tiffany and I we have four incredible children and uh, they're such a joy so much fun being uh, a dad it's fun it's also it requires great dedication it requires great commitment to be a father there are wonderful seasons and there's challenging seasons but I thank God for my children and all the memories that we've already made and I just can't believe how old they are I can't believe how much they've grown matter of fact I just want you to see my children how much they've grown here's this first pick back back in 2014 and they're young enough that they're still sitting on our laps and wanted to sit on our laps that was, that was a lot of fun here check out 2015 and they just keep growing and and then check out 2016 and they're growing some more 2017 and they're growing some more 2018 and then 2019, and then 2020, and now 2021, and them jokers eating us out of a house and a home, y'all. They're eating everything, huh? I mean, they have just grown, 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 grown. Now we got a senior in high school, a sophomore in high school. We've got a freshman in high school, and we've got a seventh grader, and they just have grown, and I love being a father. And scripture says 700 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah prophesied that we would experience Jesus as an everlasting father 700 years ahead of time God knew we needed an everlasting father so 2,000 years ago Jesus Christ the son of God was born into this world as the everlasting father now let me say this I want to give you a little theology Jesus is the everlasting father but he is not God the father there's one God who exists in three persons God the father God the son and God the Holy Spirit so there's one God who exists in three persons we oftentimes call that the Trinity but understand that Jesus is the everlasting father but he's not God the father everybody say everlasting father Come on, let me get some folks, put it in the chat line. With five of you just write everlasting father in the chat line. Come on, Midwest City. Come on, Northwest. Come on, Oklahoma City. Ladies and Mabel Bassett. Everybody shout, everlasting father. Yeah, everlasting, everlasting father. Everlasting means that Jesus has no beginning and he will never have an end. He existed before he came to earth and he will exist forever. 
He's always existed and always will. Jesus is eternal. Jesus is everlasting. The scripture says in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16 and 17, it says, for in him, talking about Jesus, all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things. He's everlasting and in him all things hold together. John 17 verse 5, and now Father glorify me in your presence with with the glory I had, Jesus said, with you before the world began. He's everlasting. John 8 verse 58, Jesus says very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born. I am. He's everlasting. Revelation chapter 1 verse 8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come. The Almighty One, Jesus, is everlasting and not only is he the everlasting but uh, everlasting but he is a father he's the everlasting father he's the father of creation he's the father of eternity he's the father of mankind he's not only the father of mankind he's my father anybody else claim that today that he's your father he's my father and if you don't know Jesus today as your everlasting father it's my hope that today he would become your everlasting father. And what I want to do today is I want to just share with you four reasons Jesus is a good, good, everlasting father. He's a a good, everlasting father. And here's just the first thought I want to share with you about Jesus being an everlasting father, and that is Jesus cares about you. He cares about you. And you may be thinking to yourself, does God really care about little old me? Does he really care about what I'm going through? Does he he really see what I'm facing in life? Because sometimes I feel all alone. And I want you to know that God not only sees you, but he cares about you. Yes, little old you, he cares about you. Pastor, I feel like I'm insignificant. No, no, God cares about you. Luke chapter 12 and verse 6 and 7 says, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Jesus says, if you don't think I care about you, you're wrong. He says, I care about a little cheap bird. And you're worth so much more than that little cheap bird. I think the old song says it best. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free for his eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me. Jesus cares about you. 
The very hair on your head are numbered. Pastor, I don't have any hair. He sees what's in underneath that scalp of yours. First Peter chapter five and verse seven says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Today, give your worry to him. Give your cares, give your burdens, give your heartache, give your challenges to Jesus because he cares about you. He wants to comfort you. He wants to help you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to guide you. Jesus is your everlasting father and he cares about you. Number two is this. Here's why Jesus is a good, good, everlasting father. Jesus loves you. He, he loves you. One of the best songs I memorized as a kid at church was Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. And you need to know how much God loves you. And some of you are thinking, why would God love someone like me? Let me tell you why. Because God is love. God, God doesn't love you because of who you are. God loves you because of who he is. And God's love is not based on your performance. His love is not based on your success. His love is not based on your good deeds or your accomplishments or your title. His love is not based on your money, your bank account, your friends, your family name. No matter how bad, how nasty, how jacked up or messed up your life is, God loves you. The scripture says it like this in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, while we were making mistake after mistake after mistake, while we were still an enemy of God, Jesus loved us. He died for us. Listen, God's love is unconditional. It's sacrificial. It's unlike anything you can experience on this earth. Let me say this about the love of God. You cannot earn the love of God. You can't do anything to earn the love of God. And since you can't do anything to earn God's love, there's nothing you can do to lose God's love. Romans chapter 8 and verse 38 and 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God loves you. God loves you. You need to hear this today. God loves you. God loves you. I know you've made some big mistakes, but God loves you. I know that you're addicted, but God loves you. I know life has been hard, but God loves you. I know you might feel unlovable today, but God loves 
you. Jesus is an everlasting father. I know my kids can't do anything to make me not love them. They're my kids and I love them. And friends, can I tell you, Jesus is a good, good, everlasting father and he loves you just like you are, but he loves you too much to let you stay the same. Number three, number three, Jesus disciplines you. You see, God disciplines us because he loves us. He wants what's best for us. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 11 and 12 says, My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline. And don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves. Just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Now, now, this is such an interesting scripture to me because it says, for the Lord corrects those he loves. And when I was growing up, I didn't always view discipline as love. Some of y'all got spankings. I didn't get spankings. I got whoopings. I was just trying to survive. I was trying to live to see another day. Who knows what I'm talking about in the house? Back in the day, thank God, I, I didn't know the child hotline number to call. Huh? I, didn't know, I didn't know anything about that back then, huh? Because, man, I got, I got disciplined, and, um, and my parents talked while they disciplined. Who knows what I'm talking about, huh? Spanked and whooped. And I wish they would whoop based on the word, but it was based on syllables. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I, I told you, you don't ever go over that. No, can over be just one, not two. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And I, I, I know now, I, I don't know my parents' heart, but I'm pretty convinced that all them spankings weren't all just for me. I think, I think some of it was for them. You know what I'm talking Because I'm like, you mad right now. Like, you, you are, you mad. But Jesus disciplines us never because he's angry, but because he loves us. He wants what's best for us. I'm so grateful that my heavenly father doesn't allow me to jack up and mess up my life without warning me, without convicting me, without saying, Herbert, don't go that way. Don't, don't do that. Don't keep that attitude. Don't you treat Tiffany like that. Herbert, don't you treat the kids like that. And I'm so grateful that my heavenly father, that Jesus disciplines me because he wants what's best for my life. And some of you need to understand because Jesus is a good, good father. He will discipline you. He does not want you to mess up your life. He doesn't want you to jack up your life. And so he will discipline you. He will convict you. He will correct you. He will guide you. He will tell you turn from what you're doing I'm so grateful that Jesus is a good good everlasting father number four is this Jesus provides for you he provides for you Matthew chapter number seven and verse number 11 it says if you then though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those 
who ask him. Now, now this particular scripture is talking about God the Father. But, but I love how it shows the heart of God to provide for his children. And I think about my four children and how it delights me and brings joy to my heart to provide for them. Since they were small, whether it was diapers, whether it was a bottle, middle of the night crying, I'd always make sure that Tiffany got up and got them because because <laughs> I, I can't nurse, so I'm sorry. I think it's you, babe. Providing clothes, food. Got two driving now. And got a couple of used cars. And I want to provide. When they struggle, I want to be there to provide love. And when they need wisdom, I want to provide counsel. When they've hurt themselves, I want to be there to help them. When someone hurts them, I want to be there to comfort. Like I want to, I want to provide for my children. I want to help them serve God. I want to provide for them. And I think what the scripture says, you who are evil, you who have sin in your life, give your children good gifts. How much more will your perfect father give good gifts and provide for you? Jesus wants to provide for you. Would you look to him? He wants to provide for your needs. He wants to provide for you relationally. He, he wants to provide. Yeah, but pastor, you don't know what's happening in, in my, my relational life. Jesus wants to provide for you. Would you look to him? He wants to provide for you physically. Whatever you might be facing physically in your body, Jesus wants to provide for you. He wants to provide for you emotionally. He wants to provide for you mentally. You might be struggling in your mind and in your emotions today. Jesus wants to provide for you. He wants to provide for you financially. He wants to take care of you. And most of all, he wants to provide for you spiritually. You see, Jesus came to earth 2,000 years ago. And when he appeared, he came to take away the sins of of the world and the greatest gift that you could receive this Christmas season is the forgiveness of your sins I mean to allow Jesus who died on the cross 2,000 years ago he hung and he bled he took your sins he took your mess he took your junk and he took his your sin upon his own body and he hung bled and died on the cross of Calvary and he got up on the third day to provide grace and mercy for your sins to cover your sin, to take all of your sins away. I'm telling you, some of you today are carrying the burden of sin. You're carrying the guilt of sin. You're carrying the shame of sin. And I'm here to tell you this Christmas season, the greatest gift is to receive Jesus and have your sins washed away. And there's nothing like having the burden of sin 
removed off your life. And John 3 and verse 16 says it best. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish, will not go to hell, will not die in their sin and spend eternity away from God, but will have eternal life with an eternal God, with an everlasting Father. And today is your day to take your burden of sin and to give it to Jesus.